All right, Brian. So we had this idea to talk today about 21st century learning, some of the skills involved in that, right? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Well, let's just get into it because I mean, all the intro gets kind of uh, ragged for some people sometimes. So let's just get into that. Let's just talk about 21st century learning and let's launch out under the loop, huh? Today on Curiosity Continuum. everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics to help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Also, rate us and leave a review so others can join the community. And as always, you can find us on curiositycontinue.com and all of our social accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. So, 21st century learning. And we are not, like, coming into the 21st century. We are, you know, solidly in the 21st century right exactly, now. Exactly, exactly. Whether you believe it or not, we're, like, here we are right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, what's interesting is that you begin to see some of the changes that happen within a century. It's kind of interesting if you kind of look back. If you just look back at the 20th century, since it's right there, and you look at all the different even technological things that happened in the 20th century. And so if you kind of even look at like where we are starting this century at, and we have like, you know, about 80 years of run till we hit the 22nd century, which if we're still podcasting at that time, Josh and I will be old men <laughs> saying, 22nd century learning, and we're going <laughs> to be saying things. You'll have to wake us up as we take a nap in the middle of the episode. Right. 21st century learning really is about uh, upending the 20th century education model, especially that happened in a lot of Western schools, right? You had right. these things that it really geared people to work in a factory world, into a manufacturing world, into something where like you did one thing and that's all you did. And it never taught you the process around everything to give you the well-rounded approach. This made you really efficient at something, but it didn't make you flexible. Right. And I think think it's important to note that the old skills are not just abandoned. (laughs) They're not something that we should just like, oh, forget about. We don't need them. But we do need them, but we need more of other skills to kind of intertwine with some of the new ways that people are working and the ways that people are learning and the ways that people are moving forward because it really has changed, especially since really the iteration of obviously the Internet and the smartphone and now there's a pandemic and all that kind of stuff. It forced people to change much quicker than I think they would naturally change. And naturally evolve. So we need to figure that out now so we can start pushing for the future. Right, Brian? Yeah. And the funny thing about 21st century skills is that this almost returns back to a time, a land before time, not really, (laughs) but before there was like the modern education system. Right. There's a lot to be said about a classical style of learning. Human beings learn because you solve problems. Yeah, and you may learn by doing, really. You do it, you like, oh, did that work? Yes or no? And move forward. 
Now, we live in a world, especially in a, in a business world, where it, it doesn't reward failure. And schools don't reward learning because they just it's a test. Well, they right? don't learn the they don't reward the process. True. They, yes. they reward the right answer. Right. And there's a way to get to the right answer and skip the process. Right. And but that you haven't learned anything. And so we're seeing this gap now, and you see a lot of other countries around the world that have already kind of reintegrated this back in, where there's a learning model of education, which sounds really weird that we'd even have to say that, but here we are. We're talking about a learning model of education. So near the beginning of the 21st century, uh, a lot of smart learning science folks got together and said, hey, here's the skills that we'll actually need. And it's actually proven to be true. And these are things that Josh and I have talked about at length on the podcast. If you have followed our journey, we kind of touch on these things around the loop again and again, right? And some yep. may be more emphasized than others. The, the core of it is there. And part of what we want to really do, we said always in our show opener, you know, we want to reframe practical, we want to reframe the problem so you can apply what you know in a new way, right? right. That's really talking about adaptability, right? To be able to take something and move it to somewhere where it wasn't necessarily native or wasn't meant for that, but you can adapt something to be able to now make it work in a new context. Right. And adaptability, I mean, to adapt something is your ability to like figure it out, to like take a situation that you're not familiar with and basically make it new or make it so that you can understand how to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, it sounds simple, but it really is a skill that a lot of people have to cultivate. A lot of people don't do this naturally, even though human beings might just do it. We just don't realize we're doing it right now. It, to go back to your earlier point, Josh, where you said that it, the system that rewards the result, but not the process well, so by adapting something, it may not be a perfect adaptation, right? right? But then you can iterate on and get there. But if you're rewarding the result only, then you're going to miss iteration two, three, four, and five, where it actually gets better, right? right? And that's something where like the seeing the progress and the process is actually part of being a human being. That's what makes us more valuable than a computer. A computer can do what it does because you have a very set parameters about what you want to do and it can go do it and it does it very efficiently and that's great but a human beings benefit and and they're they're like you know why computers don't quite rule the world yet until skynet comes around and stuff like that is because we are able to see in between the things and understand how it should work right that's really seeing the big picture yes so josh there's a uh we've talked about this too before you've worked a lot in tech and there are things that you've had to teach other people in that where they're not, they're not tech users. Right. Right. Now that's part of your, your teaching gift with it. But when you have something that you understand and you can communicate it to somebody else in a clear way, that's an important thing. What's happened in this world, especially is that it, well, we'll pick on tech for just a moment is that you have entire parts of organizations that were designed around something that did a specific technological thing but the communication across the organization isn't always great. And that, go, that goes both ways, into the tech org right. and then outside of it. Because and, and it's I one company. That, yes, and I think that's another symptom of rewarding the result and not how you got there. Like you would just get the person that knows how to do it. So you just, yeah. they just do it. And they say, well, I don't know how I did it. I just do it. But mm -hmm. now we're in this active learning kind of thing where we're like, how did you get to that? How did you 
learn that. And it's like, I just do it now. I don't know how to do it. But yeah. the people that can actually show you the process and show you how to do it and through communication and social skills, those are important people. Yes. Now, it'll make you, if by some measures, less efficient. Right. Because you're not doing the same thing. It's not the wash, rinse, repeat. If Somebody had to figure out wash, rinse, repeat to right. even make it that And I way. also think it's making you less efficient because you're helping someone with their journey of becoming efficient. So you're really, you're sacrificing your own efficiencies for someone else to learn, which is always important. Because yeah, it's at that of, point, then you're passing that knowledge. It, what also can happen is you can like cut off your nose to spite your face type right. of thing where it's like, well, here I did the one thing. But it's like, well, then you almost lose confidence that you could do other things. Right. When it should actually bolster you. And not everybody has this, but the, I know I've seen folks where I go like, well, I don't know if I could do that. I'm going like, what do you mean you don't think you could do that? Like, of course you could do that. Now, that's the benefit of having like outside voices from their perspective speaking into your situation. But there's a lot of qualified people who could really do a lot of different things, but they've, they've, got, they've done the same thing for so long. It's almost like the thing breathing at them now. Like they don't even know necessarily how to start, but start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. You just got to start sometimes. And that's and where like a lot of communication comes through. So sometimes you just got to start, start iterating, start getting through that process. And that's where these all start piling up on each other, these skills. Right, Brian? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when that happens, it's kind of the random show or maybe feel like the random show. Like you may not have a uh, like this is exactly how I'm gonna, this problem is solved. You don't know that. But you have a toolbox, Right. You have experiences, you have um, you know, other people you can call or whatever, and you can solve this problem. It's going to require you to not always just rely on what you've relied on. Now, it's go ahead and try that, please. Like If that works, that's it wonderful. Works. Exactly. And, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that your routine is bad. It just means that it's not applicable exactly in this way. So right. it goes back to how do you adapt it, right? Right. Now, and Like I said, these all start building on each other. Which is, which is important to realize that these skills, these, you know, being adaptive, being able to have social skills and like, like problem solving in a non-routine way, in a different way you've never problem solved before. These actually build on each other. So if you have one, you're more likely to be able to do the other more successfully. Yes. Now, as we start to talk about all these things and you're talking about leveling up, we, we advocate that it's a messy process. And that means you're working with somebody else. Now, this could be like a really slick sounding podcast if it was only Josh <laughs> talking on the could podcast. Could be. It would be like four minutes long. But and I know. <laughs> and for me, that'd be a long time. That's with intro, by the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> and the intro is 30 seconds apiece right. right there. The collaboration portion is when you begin to say, like, I know that within myself, I don't have all the answers. I don't have to be the expert, but I can talk to other people who maybe can lead their lend their expertise or their point of view to something. I know we've now, talked about this before where collaboration is not you identifying a weakness within yourself. It's identifying strength in others. So if you say like, oh, well, that person can do this way good. I need that person. I need that skill. I need that thing. So pull that person into your project. Pull that person into what you're doing. That's important because now you're real, you're actually elevating your entire thing to a whole new level that you just couldn't achieve by yourself. And see, that's sometimes with, with creatively minded people. Sometimes they want to be the solo contributor of like what they do. And I get that. I, I have those. Well, we get those that. Tendencies. We get that syndrome, Brian. We get that syndrome where I'm the hero. 
You know, I'm going right. to do it all. It's my baby. And no one else is going to have any credit, and I'm going to knife you hard if you're coming into my little, <laughs> you know, lane here. Yep. But yep. that's the part that we have to, like, learn to tamper down a little bit. You know, if, if you look at different societies or cultures or, or countries, that, that approach is different. There, there's yes. a lot of, uh, you know, good innovations, great innovations, world-changing things that have come out of, like, the, the West, as far as the capitalist society and trying to move it along. And there's a lot of cutthroat stuff that goes on going like, man, that ain't cool. Right. You know? So like, how can I we mean, change it? How can you change it? Right. Well, you, you don't knife the guy coming into your lane. <laughs> right. Exactly. First of all, first of all, don't that knife instinct anybody. You have, that <laughs> instinct you have to do that, just, just tamper that down. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just a bit. So you're not committing any crimes. Yep. Exactly. But when you start to say, okay, I'm understanding the strength in you and your strength isn't threatened by that. That's where you start to build community and start to really be effective. And it Not takes efficient a lot, necessarily, it, but effective. Yeah. And it takes a lot of self-esteem to do that too. It takes a lot of, and that's something that I think a lot of people can work on. And this is a whole nother skill that maybe we don't really talk about as much, but self-esteem, which is probably a whole nother podcast. And we can easily do that, but it's about, taking what you have as being worthwhile. And it's also the imposter syndrome. It's all that stuff we've talked about before. Right, Brian? Yeah, for sure. So I think probably, Josh, the, the logical place to put a comma here is do you ask yourself the question, are you so concerned about the result that you're not paying attention to the process right. of learning? Right? right? And it could be something that you could do this week as far as like, I'm going to try a new recipe. Or I might try to cook the recipe without following the recipe. Right. You might be surprised what comes out. A dash of this, Proposit a dash of that, Proposit write it down. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Yep. And this is absolute disaster. But at least you learned a way not to do it. Then, right. You know, it is valuable. So, well, I guess we'll, we'll put a comment in the conversation here, huh, Josh? Yeah, that's a good spot. All right. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank mm-hmm. you.